Hello, everyone. Happy National Soap Opera Day. Happy National Soap Opera Day. Woohoo! <laughs> very cool. So this is a very special bonus episode of Queers and Soaps, and we have pretty much, I want to say, the creator of National Soap Opera Day, Cam Smack with us. Oh, so glad we could get her out of her busy schedule of creating, writing a soap, producing. Oh. Wait, again? Me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to take it that far. I, I, like I said, I will explain it when we get to that point. <laughs> and we also have our very good friend Lynn joining us today for the first time. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's uh, roll the credits and we'll get started. Can't help but dance every time I hear it. No, I know it's catchy. Thank you, YouTube free music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, how did you come up with national? So or what is your part in making National Soap Opera Day a thing? <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm just a fan who just are you know knows the history, but I do have to credit we love soaps. Because I whenever love we love so, I know if, if, if anybody just give a shout out to we love souls because seriously, they they are a part of that. That's how I learned some things about soaps, and that's they also was a very big part in my quote unquote being a soap fan. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them because oh, they've done amazing work and continue I, to I do still, it. I still check out their website, but there was a time. When I every day I was on We Love Soaps, seeing what was going on, I was reading the little. I love the little history things they. Yeah, did and, and yeah, and that's actually how I knew about it because they did. Like me, see, it was like four years ago, I think. Yeah, four 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 or three years ago, they said it was the 80th, 88 years ago on this day that soaps, you know, painted dreams with Erna Phillips created um, debuted. So I was like, okay. I retweeted and I said, happy National Soap Opera Day. Hashtagged it. And uh -huh. so it's like, you know, it kind of like been a thing. Like October 20th, I always kept saying, I was like, well, today's National Soap Opera Day. Da, 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 da. And apparently, you know, it's caught on because other people was like, wait, is this a thing? Like, is this a, a holiday? And I, like I said, I think it should be. Um, everything else is a holiday, so it yeah. should, you know, and, you know, what better way to, you know, pay, I mean, obviously, we're also fans, and we, you know, we love our shows, but this is the day to really be like, woo, we're so fans, everybody, like, deal with it, <laughs> so, you know, and pay respect to those, you know, who started it, I mean, 90, I mean, this, just, yeah, I, Okay. I messaged Lynn this morning asking him if he wanted to come on and chat with us. And I was like, apparently it's National Soap Opera Day. Who knew? <laughs> I didn't. Next year it's going to be bigger, better, and soapier. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I think this is a step in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's 91. Not, think about this. 91 years ago today. We should make shirts. I'm all about making a shirt. Oh, honey, I'm all about the shirts. I'm about the cups. I'm about the hats. I'm about, look, I just said this. I joked with some people. I said, I should take off today. 
I, I was off today. I mean, it was for my dogs, but I was like celebrating. I was working on my own soap opera that is coming in 2022. Woo! Tomorrow's a new day. And if you haven't listened to Forever in a Day, you should check out that. We we've come full circle in the soap realm. Yeah, we have. Like, I mean, it started it started on radio, you know, transition. Yeah, it came back. It's like again, it's 91 years. Today marks 91 years of the soap genre. And if you think about the history, like all those things like in, in history that has happened in, in 91 years, you had wars, you know, you had various presidents, mm -hmm. you had, you know, certain events that, you know, obviously, you know, the one that just popped in my head was 9-11. You know, you think about all that, all these soaps have been around for a lot of this. You know, there was we, World War you know, One, World War Two. Well, two. Vietnam. It was the Great Depression. I mean, you know, you had, you know, Wall Street gone belly up. You had, you know, segregation. You had a lot of, like, like I said, a lot of historical things happen. Look, we all look. If, if you have grandparents who was watching as the world turns on a certain day, there you go. You just ask them. So what happened? And it was like, well, we were watching it, and then all of a sudden, CBS News broadcast and Walter Cronkite, and it's it's certain moments that you can connect to, and soaps were around for it, you know. Um, and you know, again, think about the media went from radio to television, television to some of them went full episodes on iTunes. Remember iTunes? Remember iPods? I bet y'all did. I know. <laughs> then, then it was like, then it was like, um, you know, slowly it was some online channels, you know, and then it went to online, like it went to digital. When like I, had, When I was, I started watching As the World Turns in like 2006 mm -hmm. And I used to watch it on like the CBS website because they were streaming the episodes. Yep. That made yep. me late, I think. Yeah. And, the, and for some people of a certain age, I guess that makes me old. I guess I don't care. Um, I remember when AOL, when it was legit, like, no, no I'm not saying AOL is not legit. I still, you know, support it but they had channels and they had p and g classic soaps which was procter and gamble mm -hmm. classic soap channel and they would have like all the procter and gamble soaps on there oh. and then you know you go from that to soap so another City. world was on there another world was on there texas was on there let me see let me see wait a minute another world makes Erna, I know you. I'm looking at your picture right now. You're saying, "Don't f this up, Candace." You had another world, <laughs> search for tomorrow, Somerset. You had Edge of Night, Gone Light, As the World Turns, Texas, The Next Generation. You know, you had all of these. You know, all the Procter and Gamble soaps. Wait, was was Texas on there? Had a spin oh yeah. Oh yes. Huh, I didn't know that. I when Beverly McKenzie left, off. when Beverly said deuces. Because she was like, you know what? This isn't my cup of tea. There was Texas, the next generation. It lasted for a few years. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Well, there, there's somebody posting all the episodes of Texas on YouTube. So I tried watching it like a month ago. Mm -hmm. It was really slow moving. I was like, I don't know if I can get into this. It, um, you have to watch. I will say that you would have to kind of watch Beverly McKenzie on Another World to follow through, right. to follow and understand Texas. Because that was literally based around her. She was Texas. 
you know, and I'll say and I will say it again. She was Texas, okay? She was the Beverly McKenzie, like hands down, the Beverly McKenzie. But um, no, I remember that. I remember Silk City, you know, um, that. Yeah, Silk City. Look, Central, I was on so, a lot. Yeah, I I'm mean, a Days fan, so I was constantly on Jason Four Seven, like looking. Oh yeah, stuff. Jason Forty Seven. Shout out to him. Like, good grief, man. Dustin's Days page. I used to go to all the time. Oh, <laughs> I forgot all about Dustin's Days page. Yep. Oh, I used. To, yes. I mean, you had some. I mean, I. This is really. It's interesting because now that I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I was. We were all part of the evolution of the soap. The soapdom, right? We we've been through shows that you know some of us, okay, not all of us can remember when some shows swapped networks and the promos that went along with it. Some of us can remember when certain shows ended and certain cast members came onto another soap. I remember when a certain soap went from network television to satellite television. I remember a certain soap that went through this. NBC, yes, I'm calling it out. Sci-fi and the direct 101. High passions. What up? <laughs> What's going I on? Watched, I remember when I saw reruns of Passions on Sci-Fi. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, mean, I was recording it because I was like, I'm watching what I missed because of you know school got in the way. <laughs> I mean, passions. Look, I always say, you know, people always, you know, clown passions, but if you really think about it, passions did a lot like a lot of first you know they were the first to have four episodes on itunes they were the first ones to kind of go over to the sci-fi they were the first ones to have like the direct one-on-one and the first first show to have an after show you know because they the first to have the what with some of the website stuff too oh yeah they were the first like kind of like digital like they had various content on there um you know you, I mean, I, I even remember when they were ahead of their time for a lot of stuff. Yeah, they were. They were ready for it yeah, I mean, there are certain things like now that I'm really thinking about it. See, y'all are making me really think about this. I remember CBS when they had Intern, which was before I Want to Be a Soap Star. For those who remember, mm-hmm. I want to be um, a soap star. Yeah, oh. I, yeah. Uh huh. I'm I'm not saying anything because I submitted something for that anyway. But you know, but you know, things things work out. You know, divine. You know, but they weren't um, ready for your greatness. They were not ready. For <laughs> they were no. I don't think greatness. I was ready for that. I don't think you know. But no, you think. I mean, you really think. But you know, you sit here and you think. You know, ninety-one years. Like, what the heck does that really, you know, mean? And again, we just went through it. We we've we have come full circle. You know, now we're you know there's you know there were shows before Forever a Day and and whatnot. You know, scripts and scruples, you know, that Roger Newcomb did. Um, but we, we really have come full circle into the fact that it's as I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow friends from James Light Jr., it's old school in new technology with new technology. And that's the thing is that and you know, we have new we uh, we got a new soap channel as of yesterday. Exactly. I'm hoping oh older soaps come on there. I really need that to happen. Because Pluto like rotates the content, so I'm hoping like older canceled soaps come on there. There is really good buzz about that. I was reading about it online, and I'm trying to just find my notes, and they're making it sound very promissory um, that the Procter & Gamble soaps are like 99% guaranteed to go on there. 
As far as like, how do we record on Pluto? How do we record? <laughs> I mean, Pluto is gonna get some business because if they can show as the world turns and guiding light, and they have tapes back as far as the late sixties. 60s. 60s, yep. That oh would be amazing. Uh, and then they I say, already signed up for Pluto, just or made an account. I'm, Good. I mean, I already had it. And let me just say, when I say that I was surprised, I mean, I, anybody who follows me on social media, who's listened to me on various podcasts, knows that the one thing I've always said was, how many movie channels do we have? How many music networks do we have? How many infomercial programming could, you know channels do we have? How come we can't have a soap channel? Like I, you know, and I work with kids, and I love the kids. Don't don't get it twisted, y'all. But when SoapNet was canceled for Disney Junior, I got really upset about that because I was like, how many channels does Disney get, have for these kids? Like, no offense. I forgot I about was in that. denial about that because I, I felt like that was a rumor for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. I was in denial about it for a minute. It was, it was, it was, I mean, and the thing is, is that you now look. You just had up. to bring that up, didn't you? I I'm sorry. Well, about honey, it. Look, we're going to be bringing up some stuff tonight. Uh, as we celebrate this genre, that's going to probably irritate a lot of us. But that Listen, was like, like that was the last night. I remember I, when it happened. It was the end of 2013. Oh, I, remember, yeah. I went out for New Year's Eve, and I was like, they're lying. It's going to be fine. New Year's Day, I turned it on. I was like, oh, my God, it's really gone. Yeah. yeah. It was It was hard. <laughs> it was hard because, I mean, I like I said, I remember AOL. I went to Soap City. You know, then you had SoapNet. And I was there from the jump before they changed it. You know, to modernize it, right? And I'm like, That's oh my how gosh! I discovered Knots Landing. That's how. Yeah, I, I mean, they had Knots Landing. Landing. They had Dallas. They had Dynasty. You know, the they had they had the Colbys. They had you know they had Falcon Press for a hot minute. You know, they the you know is yeah. every time they try soaps try to go younger to bring in a demographic. I feel like that's where they mess up. Because, or if they don't do it right, if they don't do it right, because well, when they started adding One Tree Hill, the OC, I was like, yeah, oh, that's no. when they kind of oh, like no. messed up because you can have 90210. It wasn't, we wasn't, I re, look, I remember the, the, the original slogan, SoapNet, a new way to watch, same day episodes every night, you know, I remember the marathon. Marathons on the weekend. Right. And I remember Sunday night was movie night with your favorite soap star because Susan Lucci was every every Sunday. It was like Susan Lucci night. Susan remember, Lucci night. Like, do you remember this dysfunctional family night? It was Saturday night and they would show oh, yes. two yes. episodes of like the primetime soap. But and they had the best kind of marathon titles was like your mother, my my mother, or something like that, where they it would be mother and daughters or mother and sons, like you know, bumping heads or anything. But uh -huh. it, when when they started to incorporate, because I like I said, nine hundred two one zero, that was a given, because that was the let you know that that should have been on SoapNet. But like you said, with One Tree Hill and the OC, and you took away Ryan's Hope, and then you know, Poor Charles was the one, you know, and then you kind of just made it quote unquote into. Uh, MTV like network where it was you know for the younger generations versus the ones that it really like enjoyed a, a it. CW rerun network. Yeah, it was it was sort of like you took Gilmore away, Girls also. Yeah, and you took away you really took away an audience that really was invested from. I mean, you had original programming too, like Soap Talk with Lisa, you know, and Lisa and Ty. I love that. They had they one were, day they great chemistry. They, they were good. They had good chemistry. I mean, that was one of their first shows of Soap that to get nominated for an Emmy. 
you know, and then you had one day, and I want to sing the song so bad. As soon as I said it, it was one day with Wally Curse. You had soap, you know, you had various shows that again, that channel was for the soap fans. They was for the soap viewers, you know. When they added it definitely yeah. when it started to go downhill once um all my children and one life to live got canceled, because then they only had days, GH and um Y and R because they weren't showing yeah. bold. Right. So, yeah, because that was the whole thing about that. Yeah. yeah. Because and the thing is, I remember, yeah, and it's funny because I feel as though this is like deja vu all over again because of yesterday with Pluto. Is that I remember fans were like, it's only for ABC soaps, it's not for the CBS or NBC soaps. Bah, 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 bah. And then I remember when they said Young and the Russells was coming over, and they was like, watch it Saturday night, Saturday nights in the general, you know, and then Days fans, and they was like, Next week we got days. So like, you know, so they did have all the soaps. It's just, you know, soap net. I mean, it, I, I, you know, I kept saying, I said, soap net 2.0, soap net 2.0. I was like, they had another anybody, world rerun for a while too. They were showing, world, which like, was, which, yeah, which was a big deal considering Procter and Gamble was like, like was locking everything yeah. up. And so yeah. it was I just, just don't crazy. understand. Like, what is their hate? I feel like they hate soaps. It's the Disney takeover, I think, with ABC. The Disney didn't want to be in the soap business. Disney wanted to promote their Disney channels. That's why Disney kind of owns everything. So we got to do whatever we can to support Pluto and get that name up. Yes. They're going to put that effort into that. That audience is going to be there, but they're just not going to have that Disney dollars to do Right. That. And I agree yeah. with that because I feel as though anytime there's something new, that's presented on the table regarding soaps. Obviously, you know, as soap fans, we are very, what's the word I'm looking for? We critique everything. Passionate. We, we're passionate, <laughs> but we critique everything. So to me, it's like, you know, I always say there was experiments and I'll, and I'll go and I'll use this, is that when all my children one life to live went from ABC to online, okay? Mm -hmm. That was an experiment. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, you know, but you know, there's some there might be some life kicking somewhere. But that was that, yeah, there you go. It was, you know, an experiment to see if a soap could survive on online, right? We all remember this, but they were too early because I remember a lot of people did not have the online network, and that's where the Oprah factor came in. Because I remember before it even got to that point, people were begging Oprah to like you know put it on her new network called own I, I don't know if y'all ever heard of that network but it's a big deal apparently but <laughs> because she because she was such a huge soap lover of all my children that they thought okay maybe you'll do it and you know again sadly if y'all remember her her speech her saying that you know i cannot have this on my network like pretty much she kind of shut the door but it's funny because Again, when online network was kind of struggling a little bit because again, not everybody knew what to do. Oprah's network was struggling. So when she had, you know, got the repeats of what was on, on the online network onto her her network, the ratings bumped up. And because of that, I'm just gonna say it. That's why we had Tyler Perry on her network. I was gonna say the haves and the haves not. 
And yeah. I mean, she gave she green doored it for Jamie Giddens to have ambitions on there too. Yeah, she. Yeah, yep. If anything, yep. Aaron, pay attention to the avenues that he's done with some of that too, because I think you could definitely learn from his past as well too. And now look at Jamie. I was on Tubi and in, it was like a month ago. I don't know if it's on there, but Ambitions was on Tubi. I'm like, how'd this get on here? <laughs> yeah, it was on Stars. I mean, it was on Stars. It's like it was like one of the top shows on Stars because when it wow. got canceled, which I'm just gonna say it now, I think it was unfair that that show got canceled. It did very good on social media. We because I remember every Tuesday night, whether you were a soap fan, a soap actor, or a soap producer, everybody was tweeting about it. It did really good in the numbers. So I I have I, the, the salty version of Candace wants to say something, but the innocent one right now that's clenching her hands is like, no, Candace, don't do it tonight. Just wait till you get somewhere else to say it. But um, no, I mean, you know, again, you know, that was an experiment. And then, you know, obviously ABC, you know, we all know the story. Prosper Park didn't have the finances. They had a plan, but they didn't have finances. ABC struggle survived. They was keeping it everything. They got the rights back. That was an experiment, you know. CBS, gone like as the world turns. They could if they would have held out for another year. And you got to really think about 2010 was a big year for a lot of streaming services at that time. If they would have just held out until 2010. You might have gotten gone like as the wall turns. That would have been a big situation too, because Procter and Gamble doesn't want to lose money. Then you had the last experiment, which kind of, in my opinion, did did well. Beyond Salem. Yes. Now the question is, can soap survive on streaming services? That's has, the, has anybody heard any numbers how um, the recent? Days of our lives kick off on people Peacock Network has done if it's had the eyeballs there or what the numbers might have been. I, I mean, think yeah, go ahead. Aaron. We we had we did some videos on Beyond Salem, and every video we did about Beyond Salem, we got great numbers. Yeah. So if we got great numbers and we're just a podcast, I was right. like, I think people are just typing Beyond Salem in our videos coming up and they're just watching it. I'm like, these are not fans of us. It's crazy because, you know, again, I've always said Days of Our Lives to me, okay? It had, first and foremost, you know, Days of Our Lives is a part of the NBC institution. That is the third, long, that's, I'm sorry, the fourth longest show on their. 90 plus year history okay i just want to clarify that because you have the today show you have meet the press the tonight show and days of our lives those are the four shows that have been there from such jump days of our lives it you know has done a lot of things if you know my latest possession like certain storylines that have just stood the test of time and to me, I always kept saying, you know, and this is my opinion, NBC never really treated it the right way. I'm still salty about 2010's Upfront when they said that Days of Our Lives would never go past 2010. Oh, I, I still remember you. that. So and so I always said, you know, Days of Our Lives needs to be treated just like it, the, the, the kings and queens that they are for that network. So I kept saying, man, they need to promote. They need to promote. What if they do this? What if they do this? And then I'm thinking, okay, they had the Days app. They did right with the Days app. You had two spinoffs, which was really good. Not everybody could see it because not everybody had the Days app. 
But then would it be possible for them to do like a prime time series or or something? So when Beyond Salem came out, I think everybody, even if you wasn't watching days, you wanted to support this because this could have opened a door for all the shows and some to even return. And I know that's a big thing, but you think about how many people, like you said, you know, you know, on Soul Party, we were doing, you know, every single day we were talking about the show. I was coming on, like, I did a whole video saying, okay, you need to watch Beyonce. Like, if you don't watch it, I'm going to tell you why you need to watch it. Like, just the support. I was listening to you when uh, Ron Carlovati was listening to you. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you were neat. I was like, does she know Ron's listening right now? And didn't, because, see, that's how passionate I get is that, you know, sometimes I'll be talking about it and I'll be like, and when they said, oh, Ron's listening. So I was like, hey, Ron, what's up? Like, like, I'm like, him and the soul fan is like, you know, these people, like, you, you know, you, you know them, right? But you don't know them, know them, right? So, and I just said, I had to ask the question. I said, so are we going to season two or what? You know, and all we got was the thumb, what was it, the thumbs emoji or the hundred emoji? Like, so I'm like, I think personally, because it was well received on social media, it was one of the top shows on Peacock. It still actually is. And whatnot. Yeah. So I'm hoping for season two. I hope that, you know, this opens, you know, eyes over at Paramount Plus for Force the International. (laughs) Force the International, baby. I'm just saying. Um, you know, General Hospital Night Shift. Can they bring that back, please? Thank you. Um, so I just you know, it's it's really interesting. I, like I said, I love this genre. This is probably, you know, and I know people are like, girl, please, it's not so, that serious, but it is. <laughs> well, Bold Lynn, is putting episodes you. on YouTube as well, which is oh, yeah. really nice. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, Lynn, I'm, in, I'm interested since this is your first time on. Sure. What, what is your, like, earliest memory of soaps? Like, do you remember, like, which That's funny. I was going to ask that we kind of round rally about that too. And since it's National Soap Opera Day, <laughs> what introduced you to the genre? So I'll go first. If you guys have stories, you can share it too. But it's like, I'm pretty old school where I grew up in the generation where if you wanted to watch something, you had to be in front of the TV to watch it. There was no VCR to rely on. I had to buy my own VCR as a teenager because my dad said no. So I did that when I was a teenager, but before that it was, oh, my mom and dad have as the world turns on and we're eating a noon meal and this is what you do. And my grandparents watched it. So that was the first introduction. When you head off during the summer, then you started to open up. Like I was a big Young and the Restless watcher as well too in the eighties, as well as as the world turns and several people were watching Guiding Light. So you'd ride the school bus and everybody would be talking about their soap operas. It's kind of funny. And then all of a sudden the nighttime stuff kicks off. Mm-hmm. So yes, I was around when Dallas and Knott's Landing originally aired. It is true. <laughs> um, I didn't see the premiere of Dallas, but I do remember getting into it, believe it or not, the season when JR got shot. Um, I did see the spinoff happen and what Knott's Landing happened. And from day one, watched it all. So Knott's Landing and Dallas and Dynasty led to Melrose Place. I wasn't, a, I, I tried to get into 90210 and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And as a young gay man, seeing Jake on there and transfer over to Melrose Place, it was like, yeah, yeah that's this show. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so it just kind of keeps spilling forward from there. It was probably like in the mid nineties where I was getting a, it was unfortunately after the Douglas Marlin years and I can talk on and on about him <sighs> that I got a little bit disenchanted with as the world turns yeah. and general hospital really started upping their game. And all of a sudden they had the stone Robin storyline coming on with stone having AIDS and it really got me curious and it kind of got me hooked. I've kind of been with general hospital, maybe a few dry spells of like a nine month period, three or four times, but it's kept me hooked. Um, and I had friends that watched Days, and I would pop in and out of the plot. I will admit, I went over to Days when Tyler Christopher got hired at Days, and it got me mm -hmm. watching it full time. I will admit, it's back on the DVR now that the Marlena storyline. <laughs> so, you know, I'll give Days the shout out, and I'll definitely give Ron the shout out because Ron, I miss you at General Hospital if you're listening. But I will give Days the shout out that they do a really good job that as the world turns did and they make it generational and they yeah. respect their long-term cast members that have been on that show since the seventies and they make them viable. That's where I think, I think that's the key with the soaps. I've heard Aaron talk about how he's helped his grandmother watch days of our lives now using yeah. the app. And let's face it. A lot of people of that age don't know how to use that new technology mm -hmm. up to that younger generation to show that to that older generation that introduced them to the genre yep. to make sure they're staying up and they can see Beyond Salem because Beyond Salem did a great job with having old and new. And it was very smart to have Lisa Renna on there and have yep. in there and all the characters that they did because it was a perfect mix. It was like the perfect storm. Yeah. yeah. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that with the older generation because I started watching with my grandmother who wouldn't let me watch, but I would slowly like sit for five minutes. And the next day I would sit for 10. And then before I knew it, we were like during the summer sitting every day eating lunch, watching it together. And then I was recording it and we would watch it at night together because I had school. But now um, she won't watch it on her own. So I got her an Amazon Fire Stick, but she still okay. won't watch it unless I'm there. So I have to like put Beyond Salem on for her. And like, she'll watch it when I tell her there's like a big event, like John Marlene's wedding. When right. Uh, Kristen came back and shot the bride and like stuff yeah. like that. Technology has helped and hurt the soap genre. I think it's helped in the fact that now finally, you know, Candace, you were talking about 2010 was a big changeover year. And yeah. I'm like, fortunately, when all the soaps were getting canceled, especially on ABC by Who Who Shall Not Be Named, um, it was it was really too bad that that didn't happen until five years later when the platforms and the apps yeah. and the channels that you could download or now have smart TVs and you practically go buy a television set and plug it in and about 500 screen apps pop up on your smart TV they're making it more accessible. Unfortunately, we had to wait for technology. Okay, again. Yeah. That's so yeah. genre. Yeah. So stay viable and be accessible, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about that. It's like, you know, I grew up with my mom and my great-grandmother. So my great-grandmother listened to Gone Light on the radio. My mom was born when the show came on television. Mm -hmm. So it, growing up in that house, so my great-grandma was strict CBS. Couldn't tell her anything, but she knew other people. She knew Luke and Laura and everything. Mm -hmm. My mom was, now get ready for this. She watched ABC 
Like she watched two shows from ABC, one NBC show, and two CBS shows. Now you know where I got it from. My great <laughs> uncle, he would watch NBC and watch CBS. So I knew pretty much everybody. I knew who Bowen Hope was. I knew who the Walshes was. I knew who, you know, Craig Montgomery. I knew all of them. The first major storyline that I can remember was Reva and Josh's wedding at Cross Creek. The first one. Because I was like, oh, fancy people. And, I, you know, a kid, I'm a kid, so I'm playing with Barbie dolls. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm like, look at them all in their pretty dresses and everything like that. But then, you know, and that was like my, like, oh, okay. The story that got me hooked was Days of Our Lives with Marlena being possessed. I was the kid, I was like, wait, they're doing this on a, like, of course, I grew up watching horror films. I watched Star Trek with my great-grandmother, the reruns, and I'm like, they're doing this on a, Whatever she's saying is really good. <laughs> You're breaking up, Candace. You're breaking up, Candace. <laughs> yeah, we can't. No. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share something really quick in case she can still hear me too. Back in the 1990s, probably the latter half of the 1990s, Candace, I live up here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as Aaron and Tommy know. And I remember driving on the freeway one day and to my shock, they would actually make billboards of soaps back then. And they did it when oh, yeah. Reva was the clone and they were pumping that story I also did oh, wow. a big billboard with Sunny and Brenda, Sunny and Brenda during those years on GH. I was just like, wow, you know how that accessibility we'll probably never see again. But no, that was pre-social media. It was social media on a giant billboard next to the highway where tons of people are driving. Oh, yeah. My first big memory is still Carly being buried alive, which we all know <laughs> Crystal Chappelle. Is my girl. Um, oh my gosh. I love you, Crystal Chappelle. But I think <laughs> can you guys hear me now? Yeah, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I still people still get mad at me. I'm like, I'm Carly and Bo. Like I shipped them. They were my couple because Hope she had died and had left. And there was Carly and Bo, and they were and wonderful. Refresh my memory, Aaron. During that time, was it Robert Kelker Kelly, or was it? Yes. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Robert Kelker Kelly. Yeah. That's the yeah. only. That's the only actor I met in real life. However, really? he looked so much like <laughs> Bo. Aaron finished though. He looked so much like Bo that child Aaron couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. So. I was so, five. Um, I was oh, five. Yeah. Yeah. That I much, was like fourteen. That much difference. I, um, I started watching these with the Last Blast crew, like Bell, Sean, Philip. That was like my first major story that I started watching with. Yeah. 
because I was like, why are they making fun of this girl? Why is she dressed in all black? And Philip's kind of cute. I like his dimples. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably what, 99, 2000? 99, 2001, like that time frame. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So what's the last thing you said? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to open it like a year later, and then I, it was, it's all history from there <laughs> no. see the salem stalker storyline my great grandmother would record it for me so i would she would record days and passions and every few days i'd go pick up the tape we would chat for a couple of hours and yeah. just talk we would talk about soaps we talk about other things it's just a great way for me to spend time with my great grandmother and that's something i just i'm so glad i did that because yeah it's, you don't it's, have them for too long it's interesting because, like I was saying before, I didn't know my mic wasn't working. Um, that um, just like a soap opera, right? Dramatics. Um, you know, my family, they, you know, there was a mixture of soaps watching. And like I said, Reva and Josh, but then the Marlena storyline just was like, wow me. But I can remember my mom was watching General Hospital. And they were talking about Robin and Stone. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was like, I just remember her talking and saying, oh my God. I remember going to a book fair, okay, in school. And in the book, right in the middle, like, as soon as you come in, right in the middle, it was Robin's Diary. ABC present Robin's Diary, story based off the storyline on General Hospital, ABC's popular soap opera. So I was like, okay, I had $10 when $10 actually mattered. And I I went up to the lady and I said this. And she looked at me. She looked at the book. She was like, honey, do you know what this is? And I said, it's Robin's Diary. She said, okay. She understood, like, you know, she, okay. And I read it because, again, I knew who Robin was. And I'm reading it. They made sure to, like, put it in in words that kids could understand. And I remember how General Hospital, now the storyline itself, it ranks as one of the top 10 of my all-time favorite storylines because I thought it was crafted well, okay? When I say that the way they promoted it, and I'm going to say this because a a huge audience of, of soap viewers our young adults is the, the teens, you know, who stayed home for the summer or who quote unquote was sick and um, <laughs> or whatnot and stayed home and whatnot. I remember the ABC after school break special. Wow. I remember um, in sex ed when it was okay to teach this, that they had, you know, Kimberly and Michael do a video about it. I remember them on Nick news. I remember that like that's like they made sure to connect to the audience that needed to see this storyline. So I always I always say this, Claire, Wendy Rich and crew, thank you. Yeah. Um, because that Claire was and Wendy, like, Claire and Wendy did all of that. And yeah, I they did all of that. Grades. They didn't have to. That's mm-hmm. that's another thing about why I think this genre has survived in 91 for 91 years is that certain people, certain writers, producers, and actors have took and just took a chance. Mm-hmm. 
They just rolled the dice and was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. If the wind blows it to the left, we go with that. If it goes to the right, we go with that. And so it's like, you know, and I love the fact that we all have said, you know, like we remember certain things. Like I remember the kickoff to, look, I remember the final episode of Capital. <laughs> Five-year-old Candace was home that day when Salone was about to get gunned down. And I still want to know if she's been gunned down or not. So I forgot that ended on a cliffhanger until you said that just now. So if somebody can find out if if we can get capital back, right? I need to know if Salone survived because all I remember was she was like, did the people have my gun? And then it was like, din -din 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 -din, like coming I on Monday. I, I, can't promise, I can't promise you, you an ending. But, abruptly. but the talk is it's gonna be on Pluto TV, capital as the world oh. turns. Guiding Light and Love of Life. They're all okay. I need to know no, no, don't, don't do this. Look, we're live, right? We're live, so I can't gonna, say that was I'm going to need to see your uh, source cited page so I can see where this info is <laughs> coming from. Right, because, I'll share that with you after. I'll share that with you no, after. No, let's tell you something. Wait. Wait, with so Pluto, wait. can you can you on demand like can you pick which show you want to watch? Or um, do you you're have gonna to go in there. Like I just downloaded the app yesterday, you guys. And what it is is when how it is on Apple TV and Aaron, you could download it. I downloaded it for free. That's all I had to do. And then there was a guide, and you could just see almost yeah. like a television guide. And I could go. To it's various channels that occasionally show you what episodes. It was like. It was like bold and the beautiful, bold and the beautiful, and it would be like three of them in a row, and then they'd switch over to young and the rest. Yes, they they do have it. They did what you wanted to watch, or did you have to watch it live? You do not get to pick. You have to. It's much like wow. Soap Net, where it's like yeah, this is what they're airing right now. Like yeah. it's right, marathon. You have to record. You have to figure out how to record Pluto. <laughs> Actually, I think you can pick. Hang on, let me. Wait a minute, you just so wait. I just want everybody to know that Lynn, you just blew my mind because here's the thing the question has always been presented to me Candace, what soap could you bring back to, to be like in today's society? And I've I said four soaps, I've always said these four one is capital because it's, po it's political. I mean, need I say more? Not yeah. to interrupt you, but you can pick what you want to watch on Pluto if you go to demand or type it in and go to the oh. show. Okay. I think so. I watch just commercials, though. There's commercials. The free, one, the free one you cannot. Let's put it that way. So that's yeah. what the difference probably is. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, Capital, Sunset Beach would be great on, on CW. Oh, I'd love oh to God. see Sunset um, Beach. Edge of Night would be good on NBC, not ABC. No offense. And the final one is Generations, obviously, for the various I reasons. I wanted to see Generations so bad, I never got to see Generations. It was a, you know what? That's another, you know what? Sally Sussman, let me give her her shout out right now, too. She so isn't, she, isn't she part of Forever in a Day? Well, yes, she is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is, I mean, that, is that going to be us all the time? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you don't have to wait for tomorrow. <laughs> this is when you're supposed to put your two parts in. You were supposed to put that part in. <laughs> oh, that is the best. It's like when, when somebody said, um, like, obviously, do you guys know the, the soap opera prayer? There's a prayer. 
Okay. All right. So Bobby and I had this discussion recently. We thought we were soap fans. I'm literally going to read this because this is legit. When the world was young and restless, we were worried about the days of our lives. God said, you're all my children. Let me be your guy in light. I will take you to another world. <laughs> There's more to it, but it I'll was take like, you to another world and be your passion for life. And that's and that's what it was actually. Now that I think about it, because they had one life to live in it, they had Santa, they had a lot. I'm just like, I learned that when fifth grade. That <laughs> tells you how my family operated. But no, I mean, it's 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 crazy because and I always say this, name another genre that has fans so passionate. And I'm not talking about so sports. My great grandmother, my great grandmother uh, passed away of cancer in 1997. But if they would have had like a make a wish for older people, hers was to meet Victor Newman. She wanted to meet Victor Newman. He's so nice. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> I mean, sad because you know, yeah. I mean, I remember one of the speaking of you know great grandparents. I remember my great grandmother. May I rest her soul because she died of cancer too, and she was a huge CBS fan and. <laughs> Woo, Lord, Lord, Lord. But um, I remember it was 1999, daytime Emmys. We all know what happened that night. It was Kansas prom night, too. It was a junior prom. It was my junior prom, and I remember saying, please record this. Make sure that it's recording, Grandma. Make sure the downstairs VCR and the upstairs VCR are both working just in case, you know, she's like, girl, if you don't go to your prom, don't worry about it. So I remember like, you know, at the prom, you're supposed to have fun and everything. And I was having fun, don't get it twisted. But then like everybody wanted to go to somewhere to eat. I'm like, I'm going home, right? So I go home, I get in the door. My great grandma is right there. I was like, did it record? She said, yes. I said, all right, I'm coming upstairs. I'm lifting my dress and everything. And I'm thinking that for those who had VCRs, you remember this, you had to rewind, right? So I'm thinking, okay, the daytime Emmys had ended. So it probably was like the, like maybe 15 minutes. If I rewind to take 15 minutes, I can get to see who was lead actor and lead actress, right? That's all I was caring about. And so she was like, Come on, sit, sit next to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to see if this is, I'm like, I'm so excited. She rewound it all the way back to the Price is Right primetime special. And so I, I remember just was like, I was like, she was like, oh no, you're going to watch this with me. We're staying up all night. I'm not letting you touch anything. So of course, you know, Tony, you know, Jonathan Jackson won. It was this final award because he was, you know, he was leaving. Um, you know, Store Damon, I cried with that one. But then it was like, you know, Tony Gary. And it was like, of course, obviously. Hmm. But then Mr. Mar said, the streak is over. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, sensing a connection I to why you stay up all night, Candace. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> not Tommy and I will be like. We don't know how Candace does it. We're in bed by, well, his, my nine o'clock central time. I am laying in bed almost asleep. I was so excited. No, I have missed so, so many, I've missed so many Twitter spaces from you just because I am asleep. I'm, I would be like, oh, I, I feel so I, bad. I, like, I'm I, sound like I stay up, like, like, 
I only do Twitter space like between eight and nine my time. Sometimes at eleven, depending on where I'm, you know, like on Saturdays. Be quiet, Tommy. And no, there's been nights where it's been past midnight, and I've been like, I've drifted off, and I've woken up, and you're still talking. <laughs> so you know, we'll start talking about soaps. It'll you know just be a random thing because I used to when Periscope was a thing. Remember Periscope? You remember those? Mm-hmm. I would always I come with her. random with random topics and everything. So with Twitter space, see, Twitter made a big mistake by doing this, um, but in a good way. We, I was to come on because I, I need to vent, and two hundred word, you know, me typing is not going to do it. I need to vent, so it's a great way for me to hear other people's opinions because I think as a, I think that's another thing too. At you know, with the soap genre, is not everybody's going to think the same, and that's fine. Even the writers don't think the same as the fans, or you know, stuff like that. But the one we've thing we've seen it on soap Twitter. It's it's yeah, a jungle. Yeah, like that. on soap Twitter. I mean, <laughs> but I think you know, even some of the crazies. Um, the bottom line is, is that we're very dedicated to this genre, you know. And you know, when when somebody says that c word about a soap, and I'm talking about cancellation or rumor cancellation, that hurts. You, you will see fans come out like, okay, hold up. We were fighting about Jason and Carly a few minutes ago. Hold up. Save General Hospital. Who told y'all to try to cancel this show? Days of our lives. You see Young and the Rustless fans be like, uh, no, we're not doing this. Like, not today. I, I think of soaps like this. You know how you always had that, si- well, you may not have, but if you have that sibling or cousin that you can pick on them, but nobody else can. Exactly. That's how well, I it's like you're just trying to cancel it. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't I don't watch General Hospital that often. I try to. It's just not something I could ever get into. That doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it's not right. my cup of tea. But oh, if yeah. someone's like cancel, I'm like no, no. I mean, I, I, think, all, I think all the networks have kind of learned their lesson on getting a little bit too triggery on canceling mm-hmm. social you know what I mean? I think what happened with Procter and Gamble really gave some credence to ABC to think it was okay to get rid of all my children and one life to live. And when one life to live got canceled, it was practically the number two show behind Young and the Restless in the ratings. It was. Which was embarrassing on whomever's part was to do that because then we know the trinkets and trash that they put on TV never lasted more than three months and they kept playing juggling. They realize now that, you know, if you don't want to totally alienate your audience, and they did, ABC had a huge rebuttal from their audience where they they would not buy the products that those advertisers were showing during those shows at General Hospital, but they learned their lesson. And I think even though we see sometimes where the numbers might be for days of our lives, they too realize we can't just push it off the table because it's not number one. You know what I mean? It, right. it's, it's number one. It's Peacock's I, number one most stream show. I yeah. remember when they first canceled all my, ch- and I didn't watch all my children will not to live daily. I mean, I was in college. I can't watch every soap that was on television. Sure. I tried. I of tried, course. but it was hard. What are you trying to say? It, trying to say it was very hard to watch all of them. Some people can. I can't. Well, <laughs> I was trying point, to work like four 12. jobs. But what at I'm saying there was 12 like, on the air. When they brought the revolution on, wasn't that the name of the show? Revolution, where they were trying yeah. to washing, whatever. I was like, no, 
I went hardcore. I was like, no, what? It didn't do do well. I mean, they they brought on what's his face from the Home Improvement Nightly Show to try and have that face to try and pull that audience into it, and it just. I still like this might sound mean, but I still don't watch the talk because. Just what because the moon, depending on the guess, if Nuts Landon is on there as the world turns or guiding lights, right? Are. right yeah. I, I won't watch the talk because they, it took a soap's place. But I will say, because you know, and it's crazy because you know, the show shows like The View and The Talk, mainly The Talk now, they would promote the soaps that was on the network, like. You know, General Hospital, All My Children, One Life to Live, Poor Charles, whatever. They would be on The View. You know, they would be like, yeah. today on The View, Cassie the Piva talks about this brand new episode, you know. Stay tuned. And then the talk, I mean, yeah, they have, you know, Young and the Russells and Bold and Beautiful yeah. Stars. And, you know, a couple of years ago when CBS was celebrating 30 and number one, they invited, and this was a big thing. Look, I still remember when Angelica McDaniel, by the way, I missed you, girl. When she announced that they were going to celebrate the whole CBS daytime. And of course, I'm thinking, young and bold. Then when she said, oh no, the whole daytime of 30 years. And I'm like, as the world turns and got light, too. She was like, oh yes. I was like, <laughs> okay. And that's why, I, and even the talk, like, even though, you know, right now it's going through their own soap opera right now, they also incorporated Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. I like how Kelly Clarkson brought on Deidre Hall and Robert Wilson. And I was happy about that. I was so happy about that because it's about time. Again, like I said, Days of Our Lives, you know, the the ongoing joke was always, you know, on CBS, Gone Light was always the redheaded stepchild, right? Because it's the longest one and nobody pays, you know. With One Life to Live, it was the redheaded stepchild of ABC. For date for NBC, Days of Our Lives is that kid that's in the corner that y'all forgot about. He, Days is Kevin from Home Alone, <laughs> you know, and, and that was the that was the ongoing thing. So now, like, you know, the biggest thing I always say is that when you're trying to promote your shows, you have to go through what's new, what's hip, what's cool, what's what's eye catching. And Kelly Clarkson is. She's the new it girl of daytime. Oh God, yes. And I mean, I love her. I love. I've loved her since. You so know, I, like an idol. I, you know, Justin and Kelly. That's a whole different story. Um, she don't even like talk about that. We, we all make mistakes. Karen's got that DVD. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't have that. That's the one DVD I was like. I remember I'm someone shocked. told me it was like, "Ooh, no, it's bad." I was like, "How bad?" They're like, "It's bad." <laughs> but no, you're seeing like you're seeing the soap stars, you know, cross promote, and that's a great way to connect to newer viewers to kind of pull them in. I will like you brought up about Lisa Renna. To me, Beyonce was smart in four ways. One, they incorporated history. Mm-hmm. The ele- like the element, you know, Peacock, like again, if you've been watching, I always say this: if you were a fan during the '90s. This was your cup of tea. This yeah. was usually your your show because it incorporated the '90s adventure. If you were a fan of the Real Housewives franchise and didn't know that Eileen and Lisa was on, I mean, obviously you heard about it, but to see them, you have that audience pulled in. You have, you know, you have the comedy. 
and hence they did a throwback to it in Beyond Salem because Lisa exactly, and, and, I, and a lot of people knew about them. Like again, if you're not watching Real Housewives, if, I mean, I don't watch it like religiously, but I even knew about that scene. I was right. like, yeah, because you had to promote, you had to use the big names to get people hooked in. The fact that they literally on social media, whether it was TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, you kept saying, "Watch Beyond Salem on Peacock." Even Sony, 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 Sony promoted it. Every, look, everybody <laughs> tweeted me that that day. They was like, "Candace, sit down," because something Sony's just acknowledging this. <laughs> and I was like, "What happened?" I'm like, "What? What's going on?" They said, "We're going to tweet you something. Sit down." <laughs> and I'm like. I'm thinking something regarding God. I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking so outside the box. I'm like, what the heck? And then when I saw Sony television, and I was like, okay, this is scaring me. And then I saw the promo and I was like, oh, I, was, I was like this. Uh, uh, Twitter, news, news, Sony days, Sony days. But, but then <laughs> but to make sure I wasn't crazy. I literally went on to the official website and it was the first thing that you saw is like coming soon on Peacock. Beyonce, I'm like, they have a page for them. I was like, no, like this is not happening. Like this has been my dream for days. You know, I mean, I, you know, everybody jokes, you know, that, you know, I work for CBS. <laughs> but I can also work for ABC. So, but no, I just feel as though like like CBS knows how to promote their soaps. You know, regard like during prime time. Look, I remember during the NFL today, they had a Young and Russell's promo. Obviously, we saw all the college basketball stuff that they did. ABC they used to do that too, though. Like I remember watching Friends back when it was on, and you would see a promo for days and prime. But time. you got to remember, why did you see it during Friends? Because Joey was into our lives. Oh, he had true. he had that cross post. But after Friends, I always remember going. Uh, days does not film in New York City. It films in Los Angeles. I know, right? I know. Like I just remember that being me. Like days don't film in New York. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing is that you know afterwards NBC didn't promote days, and it was kind of look. I'm still salty. Y'all think I I have to let it go? I know I have to talk to self Jesus and go to self therapy. But I remember if you look up on YouTube. Bill Hayes on Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And this was a real situation. This was, okay, so Bill and Susan Hayes was in Jimmy Fallon's audience with, I think, their grandson. And Jimmy Fallon, somebody asked a question about, you know, something about the long journey. I, I got to remember all of it, but they had said that, you know, they was like him, him, him. And it was Bill Hayes. So they can't, you know, doing this wasn't recorded for the real show. It was like behind the scenes and stuff like that. So he comes down and Jimmy is interviewing him, right? And they're talking to Bill Hayes about his, you know, career, Davy Crockett and all this stuff that he's been around, you know, television, radio and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. You know, first and foremost, it's amazing. But how come nobody knew who Bill Hayes was? Like, as far as somebody. I mean He's the only, him and uh, Susan are the only soap stars to ever be on Time Magazine. Right. And not only that, and I know this for a fact because I've been there, 
on the NBC New York tour, I don't know if they took it. Let me see. I, yeah, it was still there because I remember that year I went. In the hallway, there's um the wall of stars. That's what they call it. And so they have Days of Our Lives and they have the cast. So I'm like, wait a minute. How did they not know who they like to me? And I guess because, you know, somebody said, Candace, do you honestly think they should have known who they were? I'm like, half of me is like, okay, reality, Candace, no, they, sh they shouldn't. But then again, I'm like, somebody should have, especially working at NBC, like Google. That's Bill Hayes. Okay, Jimmy, real quick. He's, he's been, they, they, they are he, super couple, super couple. Because now if you think about it, when during the pandemic, they had the whole um, thing when they had Maurice Bernard and they had Mary Beth Evans on for a little bit. They were like doing the tongue in cheek thing. But I'm just like, okay, NBC, really? And then, you know, NBC did an anniversary special and they showed a one, and I still remember this, one minute and 42 second clip of Days of Our Lives. As again, and like I said, you know, to me, Days deserves to be treated a certain type of way. I'm glad that they're being treated like it now. You're getting promoted. You know, you're seeing the you're seeing the young and the young folks on these scenes. It would have it would have been it would have been interesting if they if days hadn't been able to film so far in advance and they had to show repeats like the other shows oh, did in the lockdown. Yeah, and if they would have repeated the Marlena possession story. Think of how maybe it would have brought more eyeballs now. Unfortunately, they, it's great that they had new episodes to keep up, but I think they could have almost benefited like some of the other shows did because I'm like, wow, is COVID going to kill the soaps? And it didn't. They were the first things to come back and the audience really stuck with it and their numbers kind of rose. It would have been interesting if Days could have showed repeats, if that's what they would have chose to show. That would have been really interesting to pull in that audience of like, Hear shows from 20 years ago and have so many of the older crew go, I remember that, and then the younger ones attached to it. That's what I love about Dave's right now with the possession storyline. They're that whole script uh, mm -hmm. that Johnny's doing leads to like one minute they'll Abigail and Chad's reading the script. They've had constant they press. They went from all that Beyond Salem press right into all the possession press. Yep. Like they've been on a roll as far and as now, being in the Cause I know people were mad, you know, and, and this is why I said, like, if you're a so fan, you understand the importance of what Rob and Victoria were doing with that magazine shoot, how they were paying homage to. I love that. And people didn't understand what was the big, you know, deal about that. The fact that Bill and Susan Hayes was the first daytime couple to go on mainstream news, like magazines. Time Magazine was not Soap Opera Weekly. You know, everybody knew Doug and Julie from Soap Opera Weekly, Soap Opera Update, Digest, Time, you know, Time Soap and everything. But for them to be on Time Magazine, that was such a big freaking deal that no, like nobody could understand that. That was just like when As The World Turns cast was on TV Guide. Nobody understood how big that really was until you realized Oh crap, that was the first soap to be on a publication like TV Guide and Time Magazine. It's sort of like Luke and Laura when Jeannie and Tony was on Newsweek. Mm -hmm. As the world turns was 
number one for yep. 20 years from 1958 to 1978 they pulled in an average of 10 million viewers can you imagine the money and we've all talked about this and know this but the money and the eyeballs that that audience brought to cbs i think what also hurts is the nelson ratings are so out of date they're completely they like, done actually like they really don't have an accurate way i believe mm -hmm. to track at all what eyeballs they have on daytime programming right now no they don't or, well any programming almost no yeah. true true with how everything's changed and i mean how i look at my friends who have kids and they go oh you have channel tv i'm like is that the term for it okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't have cable i don't have channel tv either i have like the four networks and that's it i haven't cut the cord yet because i'm like now I'm streaming and doing way too many things too much. I get the notice from Xfinity Comcast all the time. You're about to cap out. I'm like, oh, imagine if I was watching whatever shows like General Hospital and having to stream that too. I'd be going over and they'd be billing it before me all the time. I think somehow we get unlimited. <laughs> I'm not sure how. Like I Fortunate. Yeah. Fortunate. I, I mean, I podcast or things like that. <laughs> 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 or for on a call with did any of you guys. Not Mickey Mouse. Did any of you? Know. <laughs> did you That's guys um, ever watch a soap opera in the eighties called Rituals? I know of it, but I didn't watch it. Look, look. I'm guessing Candace did and isn't proud that she okay, did. Wait, no. Okay, here's how Candace knew about it. Because I I've been trying to find rituals and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I, I call me. Um TBS. <laughs> TBS, I remember like I have look, I look, I joke with people. I can remember when Edge of Night was on USA Network. The reruns. That's how okay. that's how I knew about Edge of Night. Was because of that. Thank you, Uncle Mike, for getting me cable. I can remember when Edge and Knife moved from CBS to ABC. So there we go. There you go. <laughs> I've not been I know Mary Beth Evans was on Rituals and Before Days, and I've been like trying to find it on YouTube, and I can't find it anywhere. Mm. Candace, DM me. <laughs> Call her, beat her. Call me, beat me. If <laughs> I didn't know she was on there. That's <laughs> 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 and do a no, I like. And it is crazy because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, the, the, the one soap that popped in my mind that what another soap that was ahead of this time was The City. Mm -hmm. um, I've been trying to find I, that one, too. Yeah. Um, call me, reach me if you want to. Okay. Anyway, oh, but the thing, okay, I remember. Look, I'm going to tell you something. One of my other favorites, like my all-time favorite murder mystery storylines, Aaron Tommy, you guys both know this. Anybody who follows me knows this. What's the love and murders? Let me tell you something. I know the I know the show was canceled. I know it was going out. It was like deuces. ABC was like, we don't got time for you. But the fact that you had the writers, which also include Jane Elliott, the Jane, let me, let me clarify that. Jane Elliott, AKA Tracy Quartermain, who was on over there too, for them to craft that story in effect in a way that I don't think no soap will ever do. Because even though the show was canceled, being canceled, they killed off their long-term characters. Like they were done, but they did it in, sense of, in such a way that it had to make you use your thinking skills. You really had to think who could probably be doing this why would they be doing this? 
And the fact that, you know, poor Stacy, I never looked at a power puff ever the same again. I'm like, this might be too poisonous. I, you know, the best one was Jeremy. But look, I took ceramics. And I'll leave it at that. I was traumatized for a while there because, you know, that dry cement, spoiler alert, that cement, that scared the crap out of me. I was like, nope. But they did it in such a brilliant way. And then, you know, they crossed over to the city, which was New York's version of Merrill's place in a sense. Um, it was ahead of its time. It was real world. If anybody watched real world, that's what, that, guess what? Guess what? That wasn't, concept came from. Debbie Morgan on it? Oh, yeah. Debbie Morgan was everywhere. Debbie Darnell. She's on, she's on uh, Our Kind of People. I love That's my new favorite show. Love that show. Mm. Everybody supports that show. That's please, that's please support that I show. I support it. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch it yet. But, it no, so I mean, so you had so Debbie. So you had, I mean, you had the first transgender on the city. You know, oh, which really? I think, Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, you know, and, and that's another thing, you know, 91 years of soaps, and you think about all the social storylines that has, you know, happened, mm. how it affects the audience, um, as well as the actors. See, I think that's something soaps are missing right now. They don't do a lot of the social... I agree. It's been like 10 to 15 years yeah. since a big social... Like, right. I, I've been waiting for soaps to talk about... Um, HIV and being like undetectable because yeah. so many people have no no idea what that means or crap or anything like that. I'm just like, okay, why aren't we talking about that? Because that's you know, it's unfortunate I was isn't on Days of Our Lives full time again because that's I why that. I was I was hoping for a tharple with uh, Ali <laughs> Chanel and Trip just because or yeah, because yeah, because just yeah, it hasn't yeah. been done. Right. And I thought that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. I I will always say that, you know, the one social story that I feel as though they overuse as a plot device is rape. Yes. Um, and you know, you just brought up days, and you know, this is not towards Ron or anything, because I know a lot of people come, you know, but this is one of Days's soap. Troops is a rape. Um, it goes back to the to 60s, 70s. But like in the last decade or so, every two years or three years, there's always been somebody who was raped. And the thing is, is that I feel as though sometimes they use it, but they don't go through the execution. And, I, and I'll explain. With Allie, they had a good setup but they fell flat when it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, and they now don't show the long-term trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, you know, I look at storylines like Elizabeth's rape, which that... On General Hospital, yeah, that was something. That, that, was, was, that was actually... But that was back in the days, I really feel like, Candace, where the head writers would write out a Bible and they would figure out the whole storyline arc mm -hmm. And when they were going to have milestones and execute, it's right. it's it hasn't happened in the genre I feel in a long time. It hasn't happened on General Hospital in years, you know. That's yeah. what He's, I like, like about for the recent letdown with the sunny reveal of him getting his memory cut. Coming back, it was just a total letdown, and you're like yawning on your phone the entire episode because it you was so painful. Nothing. 
like, I, and, and I agree, you know, is that somebody said, you know, people need to let go of all my children, one life to live, God, like Nancy Walton's another world. And this is what I say about this. Oh, hell no, forgetting. Yeah, you have four soaps. Each network should be honored and blessed to still have these shows on. We should be blessed and honored. You take a look at Young and the Rustlers. Young and the Rustlers told some amazing social storylines. Mm -hmm. They've told so, like storylines that have stuck through years, right? Which with, with Days of Our Lives, like I said, Days of Our Lives is their own unique breed. Okay, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's their own breed. Bo, Dave, they've had their moments, you know, and with General Hospital, look, it's been 30, it's been 30 years, right? Since that BJ storyline. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, if you talk to somebody about that BJ storyline with the heart. He means Barbara Jean, for those of you who don't watch. Yeah, yeah it's not that BJ. Okay. Even <laughs> I know about that story. But no, I don't, like, I've never really watched GH and I, even I know about that story. Okay, great. Right. I mean, it still tugs your, I mean, they recently did, uh, I think it was TV line or it was some uh, television pop publication did like the top 20 moments that just heart heartbreaking moments, right? Maxie has her heart, right? Yeah, her Maxie heart. does have her heart. Yep. Yeah, Maxie. And they just mentioned it on the show recently too, which is yep. good. Which is good. They always, they always go there. But good when I tell you that, you know, they talked about 24, they talked about One Tree Hill, they talked about the OC, they talked about, you know, Law and Order, stuff like that. Number six, was the BJ Hart storyline. Now think about that. Considering they said like 20, so it's 20, like they had six feet under, they had all these shows. That was the only soap opera moment to make it on that list. Wow. And that wow. speaks very highly of how far we- Not only was it relevant, but at that point in time, General Hospital really had a long-term cast where they used yeah. all the history and all the cast correctly yep. and hit all the points that they needed to. It was very poignant. It was very touching. It was very relevant. Thus why people do remember it. Thus why it's ranking as high as what Candace is saying. It's like, yeah. it, I, that's the struggle that soaps are going through right now is it would be fantastic if they could write something and, and, and film it and make it as relevant now as it was back then. So in, this is 2021, if the soaps are still around in 2041, somebody's gonna talk about a storyline that happened in 2021. Right now, I don't know if that's gonna happen other than Days having the revisit of the storyline. It's not gonna happen with Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful and General Hospital right and now. And the sad thing is, is that, you know, we're all so fans, we've been watching these shows for so long that we can, honestly come up with storylines for all these shows to be good. You just brought up the sunny reveal about Carly and Jason. When I say that that was the hugest, like, look, General Hospital as late has been giving me these buildups where um, they build it up to a good, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this. Ready. You're ready for something. And it's like, I, I joke, I said, Sonny Carruthos died nine months ago. If you got pregnant, congratulations on the baby. Love, love the children, okay? But for it to not happen the way it's supposed to, like, and the sad thing is, and I think Tommy and Aaron, you guys were on Twitter space with me the night before that all this came, because I didn't read no spoilers. I didn't know anything. I mapped this all out. I said, you know, 
I was thinking Sonny was going to come back like around this time. I said, so I could see like Carly and, Carly and Jason are about to do something. Then Sonny comes in. She's like, oh, and then they get into this huge argument. And it's like, you waiting until I die so you can get with Jason. And Jason is like, hold on. No. And then Sonny's like, you shut up. And you could have really blew that trio up. Totally. We got married for a marriage convenience. Okay, that's cool. I'm like, are you I'm like, wait a minute? I'm like, I'm sorry. Am I dreaming this episode? Because seriously, you literally had the you had all of the material for this to carry on until next year. Okay, because some of these shows gotta start thinking about this. Some of these storylines need to wrap up because we're getting ready for a new year. So you mean to tell me, General Hospital writers, Danny Chris, I'm calling you out. Y'all could not do this one thing. There's one thing that fans have been waiting for forever in a day. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, you could have really, like, you could have gave Steve, Laura, and Maurice, as well as Cynthia Watcho's material that you literally could have blew that trio, the Holy Trinity, up. Well, maybe they'll do it tomorrow. Because it's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy, we're on the outskirts of this. Wait, 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 I got to throw an inch of these. I'm going to see if you get whoever gets this, but it's also a brand new start. Brand new start. Brand new start. Oh, we don't have the rights to that. Okay, sorry. Sorry, my boy fans. I couldn't do it for you. <laughs> sorry, I had to. I know you did. See, that was don't get me wrong. I enjoy General Hospital. I enjoy that they've got long-term players on there. They're they're trying to say, for the most part, um, true to their characters. We just it was soap opera light when this happened, guys. And it's like they got a lot of hate on Twitter, and unfortunately, it was deservedly so because they milked this for nine months and finally had the star of their show come back, who is great and has been there a long time. But it was just like walking in the door, like he just came home from work, and you just go, "Hey, okay, so okay work on up." Here, here's how crazy it was. Like I said, soap Twitter, soap fans, we can't agree if the sky is purple or blue. So you had General Hospital fans who, like, you know, it's the J San fans liaison, you know, all these fans going blah, blah, blah. When that day happened, that episode aired. When I say it was like every General Hospital fan across the board from Facebook to Twitter to Insta, message boards in between. Everybody was like, you huh? build the storyline up. You've been the soap. In all honesty, General Hospital has been since COVID, since the return of, you know, from, you know, when they were down and out because of COVID. They came back swinging. They came back saying, you know, we're going to show you why we're that show. We're going to show you why we are that flagship. And they were doing really good. This was the Super Bowl storyline. When I say that, I even I felt like somebody slapped me into next year because I was like, so there's no fallout. Like there's nothing like was, at all. I mean, you built I don't know what to say. To wrap it up and move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I'm not I'm not watching Young and the Restless right now. Is anybody else on here doing it? And is there a reason why it's number one? And what are you enjoying about um, Young and the Restless right now? 
Kansas. I'm not watching it right now. Um, I pretty much just watch days. I've been watching so much classic soaps for the podcast that I really we are, don't we have are time so we are stuck in the '80s. Like, <laughs> and I'm glad. <laughs> you know what? After so, you know, Candace and I talk about those are kind of the golden years. So if you want to in the on that same wavelength, what are some of the, like the classic storylines that are like your favorite storylines? That like when you think about like your childhood, like oh I remember this storyline. I will say I'll talk about as the world turns a little bit because mm-hmm. you guys have watched yeah. a little bit of that. But when as the world turns in the mid '80s, when they got Douglas Marlin on as a writer, he took a look at the show because it was suffering because now it had been number one for 20 years and they went from number one down to like number six. So for five years they didn't have somebody there that was doing anything great other than the Stephen Betsy storyline. And I got to see Meg Ryan get married on there. And that was cool because I was a fan for life of hers. But when they brought Douglas Marlin on, he revisited the Hughes family as well as he totally wrote and invented the Snyder family. And that was a huge intricate part of that show. And he held on to Lucinda and Lily Walsh and had them interweave with the Schneiders that it gave that show legs for years. It was amazing. It was a very cool time where you're like, there was so much going on. There were so many kids. All the Snyder kids weren't on the show at once. And so one by one, they kept bringing them on. And there was always, there was a lot of, you just didn't know what you were going to get. And every day made you turn in because I think CBS maybe had a slogan or one of the subs at the time where it was like, miss a day and miss a lot. And that was true with As the World Turns at that time from the mid-80s to the mid-90s. See, I wish days would bring in a new family. I would just like to see a new, where everyone's not related. Yeah, everybody does not have to be connected. That's like every day's fans' dream because, look, I remember when they unrelated Brady and Teresa so they can date. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Which made them change John's backstory for like the tenth million times. Oh yeah, they John Black is the most re the character of John Black. We've gone through priesthood. He was an Alame. He was uh the mirror. He was he was a Brady. He was uh, he was a. Uh, uh, they should have just kept him in Alame. I feel like that was his best, most consistent story. They should have just Look, kept him in that, well see. <laughs> then there was going to be some rewrites with some family members with that too. Like that was that's uh, that's another thing with soaps. Only on soaps. Can you have a, a child from quote unquote when you had memory loss who turns up years later and wants revenge on you because you neglected them on the island? Or you can have a, a serial killer who you think died but came back, but the plastic surgeon wrote killer on your forehead. Um, David, what's up? Um, you can we, have a twin. I, I know. The- Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, we both go to the, some of the Spectrum, Spectrum celebrity events, and one of their the attendees is from the UK, and she what she loves about US soaps is that they do a lot of this crazy stuff because the UK soaps are a little bit more grounded. And but see, they I, cover more our soaps are more grounded. <laughs> I mean, but you know what's crazy? You just brought up something is that you know, you know, going to like one of the earliest memories that for me. Um, oh God, I mean, they, uh, this, this stuff, this definitely ranks up. It was the buried alive storyline. And I'm going to tell you why that actually stands out that and the, the cloning storyline on Gone Light. Cause I got to bring up Gone Light. Shout out to my Gone Light. To me, that was a time where soaps were like, this can actually happen. But yeah. you're 
I think it wouldn't happen. I mean, sadly, we've actually heard stories of people being quote unquote buried alive because of money disputes. You know, when the cloning storyline was happening, look, Godlike fans will always say that was the worst storyline. That was such a stupid storyline. But you got to realize something too. Around that time with science, yeah, they were doing what was what was the dolly? What was the lock? The dolly. the dolly. Dolly. dolly and the, the lamp. Yeah, yeah, the lamp. And the question always was, what would happen if they do it with a human being? Okay, guy, like show us what you're making up. Well, Ron, uh, <laughs> Ron, Ron tweeted something one time, like someone was wearing a mask or something. And, you know, he was like, see, it can happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing is that with soaps, they don't tell too far stretches. I mean, obviously, you know, alien twins, Gemini twins. Mm. Um, but then you have, you know, the whole adoption stuff and people secretly lying about it. But with Gun Light, I think the other story that stands out is Elaney and Frank and Alan Michael. And that love story, mm -hmm. because it was sort of, it wasn't just the rich boy and the and the poor boy. It was, you know, the good values of somebody. But Alan Michael also had, he had good intentions, but it was that spalding blood that was running through his veins, you know, and that was the spalding Cooper, you know, feud. And, you know. Oh, I love a good feud. Right. And, that, and that's something else that's kind of missing in soaps, I think is that you can still do a triangle without a DID <clears throat> or um, I'm not going to say no show's names or, you know, uh, the fact that they lied or something. Like, to me, just a real good triangle because I always feel as though if you do a triangle, the point is for the fans to kind of be divided. Like, and I'll give you one of the best hands-down triangle of all time and I want somebody to fight me on this. Lily... Holden, Damien. Look, <laughs> you could not tell this girl. At the, how was I? What was I world terms in like the early it. to mid nineties? Right, like really, yeah. Lillian Holden was. You wouldn't the, say Brenda Sunny Jacks. I, oh, that was the, well, okay. So let me <laughs> let me clarify this. You have to do it by network. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. I would have said that. To me, that is General Hospital's like most notorious. But when I say because everybody wanted Lillian Holden together, they were the oh, they're so perfect together. Oh, hearts and everything, love forever. When Damien rolled into town with Lily as a Lillian Holden fan, okay, you was like this. Damien is Luke's father, right? His biological yes. father? Yes. Yeah, because the whole point is, uh, and I'll give you another one, Victor, Nikki, and Ashley. And Ashley, to me, what you need to do, when you have a couple that's kind of the stable of your show, you should you you already demonstrated why they are the couple that people love and enjoy. When you enter a third party, you need to also make it equal because then it's going to be like, oh, shoot. Who do I want such and such with? Do I want? Yeah, that's what I love about a triangle is when I can't decide who I want. Like, right now, like Philip, Brady, and Chloe, that's not a triangle. Like, I'm just like, stop pissing me off. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, the thing is, is that, you you know, with Sonny, Brenda, and Jax, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. You all knew who, who Brenda was going to end up with. And let me explain why I'm, what I'm about to say. 
she was she had the passion, the raw passion with Sonny. Okay, we all remember the wire exit, you know, episode when he ripped that and she was on the front, she crying and everything. With yes. Jackson Jacks, he was the good blue-eyed blonde who was rich and was like caviars and and, and champagne wishes and all that you stuff. Like a knight, if you will. I'm the knight. I'm the I'm here to save you. But in the reality, one she should want, but she's drawn to the other one. <laughs> well, right. She wants the bad boy. <laughs> but she also wants the glam. I used to always say, and I actually found the tweet that I said, I said, Brenda's gonna be by herself. Because Brenda's really complicated. She she that's loves what, herself. That's what I always loved about John Marlena and Roman was you know, we thought Rome John was Roman. But then when we found out he wasn't, you know, she right. Marlena should have been just willing to go back to her husband, the person she really, you know, that she truly loved. But she was still drawn mm -hmm. to John, and she couldn't. There fight. are still some like hardcore Roman and Marlena fans to this because day. Because they feel they got screwed. Mm -hmm. If yeah. they feel they feel as though, and you have fans who do feel as though, like when shows write for another couple over the couple that you. You know, like, and that's where the fandom comes from. It's like he has been waiting twenty two years for Philip and Chloe. <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna say this. I know the history of that of that 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 little trio. And one of the things about subs too is that you know, as time goes on, you know, you have a lot of writers who come in who you know do not know the history. Obviously, they need to read the rules, how not to wreck the soap. Because it clearly says, if you're a new writer, do do your research and don't f up the history. Because who knows the history of soaps? The fame. So mm -hmm. to me, the whole Philip Brady Chloe thing, I was there from the first the first part when she was not. Let me repeat what I'm about to say. She was not in love with him in high school, as previously mentioned. It was afterwards. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, but you know that triangle, like to me. You can only do so much because I feel as though I'm I'm kind of tapped out. I'm like, okay, I wanted Brady and Chloe. I got that. I had Philip, you know, I had that. I to me, you got to give me new reasons for me to be like, you know what? 20 something years later, I now understand why I was this this couple's, you know, fan. I understand this, like da-da-da. Give me reasons. With General Hospital. Well, hopefully, Jamie Giddens being on the show now will help with that. Bless his heart. He has so much riding on his back. Every, that's what fans always say. I'm just like, oh, poor Jamie, because <laughs> the, bar, the bar is up here for Jamie. But that's what a good show should do is have many voices and many people having that open dialogue and discussion to make sure that show stays on track instead of yeah. somebody like Jamie knows the history and he doesn't have on. a long history with that show. He needs those yeah. voices to tell him yeah. if he's yeah. staying on the right lane or if he's completely jumped the freeway. Yeah. I think sometimes you can just tell the writers it's just a check. You know, yeah, you can tell when a storyline is just like CBS well, like, sitting there right now with Daniel the Rock was. I'm just gonna read my book real quick while while I'm just being 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 slick. <laughs> well, like when Rock first came on Days, he didn't really know Days, but he had Sherry Anderson with him mm -hmm. and he had Ryan Kwan to help him. Exactly. So I feel like having Jamie there is going to definitely help guide him as far as history is concerned. Uh -huh. I agree. I agree. That was a win for um, both parties. Yeah, it was. It was. But and it's it's crazy because again with Jamie, I mean, I remember that's somebody that I've you know watched grow 
you know, from being on a podcast, you know, daytime, you know, him, you know, submitting storylines and getting knocked down by some other shows. Then all of a sudden he, you know, teamed up with Victoria Raul, then Ambitions, and now this. And as a soul fan, it just makes you like, especially, you know, Aaron and Aaron, I mean, we talked about this. When you've been a fan of this genre, it opens the door to so many opportunities. Look, once upon a time, Candace wanted to be on Gone Light as a long lost Spalding. Gone Light got canceled. You know? <laughs> I, trust me, I had my introduction to Days as a child. Yeah. When they made Will old enough, I was going to come on and I was going to have my coming out story and all that. And, you know, I kind of half got it. I just didn't get cast in the part. Right. But <laughs> what I wanted happened. The character I was like, this is the perfect one to be gay. I can just imagine. I will be Will. And I'll have a secret. You know? There you go. Hey. And then it, then it really happened. <laughs> I was like, well, and I got to be more specific in my prayers. And, and the character I wanted to play on Gone Light is sort of the character I'm playing on Forever in a Day, Danielle being nosy. <laughs> just, just not working so, at holding. Like I, I never really watched Guiding Light. I've been watching it slowly on like 1999 because I wanted to see Crystal Chappelle when she first came on. Mm-hmm. And every episode I watched, there was like somebody I recognized. I saw Paul Wesley. But yeah, he, he was credited by like his birth name, so I'm like, no, that's Paul Wesley. I know that face. And then I saw Brittany Snow, and I was like, oh, she's on here. And then I saw a baby, um, what's his name, Jesse Lee Sofer. Yep. I was like, every episode there's somebody I recognize from something else. That's, <laughs> that's what makes me mad when people are like soap stuff. I'm like, no, uh, somebody Hump Block was on there. Stars? I was like, Hump Block, Hump Block has been on every single New York. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ju- yeah. Julia, Juliana Moore, Meg Ryan, and mm-hmm. you know, like all these big names. I was, soaps. Yeah, that and that's the thing is that you know, I'm not gonna say the person's name because I still remember the person who put that tweet out about Sasha Callie, who used to play Lola on Young and the Rustless, and now she's super she's supergirl, y'all. Like, oh, like I got I didn't know she was on Young and the Restless. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And I remember the tweet of somebody saying, oh, she's just a soap actress. Okay. Candace had to take off her pretend earrings. <laughs> and like, I'm like, my hoops. I was like, I'm not, because usually I don't like, you know, but I, I feel really passionate because I always say that there is such, you know, a dark cloud over the genre from the outsiders. Here's and not- a good example of, you know, not all, all actors or actresses could work on a soap. Remember when Joan Collins came to Guiding Light and couldn't and lasted for three months up? and was out of yeah, there? She could, I'm not trying to be mean towards Ju- no. Joan and Collins Aaron, or And Aaron, that was back in the days where they would film like one show a day. Imagine yeah. a nighttime actor or actress trying to go do a soap opera now where they sometimes film three shows a day and have like well, even Donna Mills. Donna Mills. Dialogue. Donna Mills didn't Donna well, Mills say she didn't want to come on full time because it was a lot of like dialogue and I believe so. Did you guys ever see the movie Joy? Yes, yes. Okay, so you guys know that Laura Wright, Maurice, is in is, and uh, yeah, John is in there. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and okay. yeah, I, I, yeah, John Entrell, I think, but um, <laughs> they had like you know the the uh, round table of the directors and producers and stuff. And they were asking saying, well, why did you get soap actors 
to be in your movie. Like, and the way it was presented was like, oh, this is not a good thing. And so the director said, well, in all honesty, these people came on expecting 100, 100 pages. And it was only condensed to like 50, like for their scenes and stuff. One take. Mm -hmm. They weren't prepared for the professionalism. And I think when you have like a Tisha Campbell, you know, some of these actors who are not prompt, who are not soap actors, they sadly now, when they go on a soap, they just want it to be on their resume. And then there's some who want to see how it is to be on a soap just so they can have that. Um, Insert James Franco's name here. Okay. Um, I, I'm leaving you to it, Candace. You, said it. you know, as I wasn't was going, I was trying to be nice. But no, like you, I mean, I mean, you have some people who are doing it for their moms and their dads. Like, okay, that's so sweet. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you just want to get that, you know, like James Franco is going to be on General Hospital. Turn in and watch, you know. The one I can't believe is the guy from Bowen Beautiful Carter, who is, who is now a writer and what? actor on the soap. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you not like? I would fight like going out of my mind, you know, That's being on a soap and right. Like, could you imagine how much time that has to take up? But you know what? He's he's in great company because look, Francesca James, who was on All My Children, she was doing directing and writing and producing. Pamela. Pamela Long, she was doing downline and writing for the show. So it's like you got Heather Tom who's directing, you know, the shows. You have people, and not, and, not, and this is what I say about the subgenre to, to people who don't get it. It's a world of opportunities. You can start as an actor or actress, but you get producer. You're breaking up, Candace. Well, since she's breaking up, oh, what I think would be interesting is if soaps could like days introduced another family or that, and every so often they broke up batches of episodes and maybe we focus on that family, but also on some of the other core families and then just swap it back and forth. Well, a kind few like years Allison, ago, kind of like what Allison Sweeney does, how she rotates in and out. Sure. Yeah. A few years ago, it wasn't Ron. It was she who will not be named because I don't like her. Um, they were doing, I think it was after the 50th or during the 50th, they were doing like standalone episodes. So they had like a hope centric episode and then they had like a Jennifer centric episode. I would have liked if they would have continued doing that, like maybe once a month because they were really like characters. Guy like, Light did that first though. Guy Light did that first, but here's the thing. You do realize that wasn't Dina, right? Who was it, Josh? Because remember Dina left. For a little bit. Yeah. So it was Josh. Yeah, because think about it. Isn't that what they're doing on Young and the Rustless now? I don't know. I haven't been watching. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they're doing it on Young and the Rustless. <laughs> they're doing the guy like treatment. And that's the thing is that, you know, <sighs> the thing is, why aren't they putting in it? Like, why did, if someone leaves a soap who hasn't been doing very well for the writing, sure, why, you know, why do they bring them on so another soap? I mean, come on. Friends. Well, because friends. Friends. And he was also part of an era where there was an uptick in the ratings. So I think they were hoping to kind of like strike magic twice. Okay, you can't, you can't always have the James Riley strike twice. Well, you know what's so funny? <laughs> I, guess. I, I will say this. Everybody who downplayed and says stuff about James Riley, <laughs> he's turning over his grave right now and laughing because 
they're going to the story that he pitched to Ken Corday 30 something years ago when Ken Corday kind of was like, well, and that's not the first story they've redone. Yeah. Vivian put Maggie in a coffin. But you yeah. know, it, it's, yeah. it's funny. Cause like, all right, when you do a certain storyline, like the first time, right. The first time it's exciting, right. It's like, Oh my gosh. Like I can't believe, Oh my God, this is so great. When you do it again, with a lesser budget. <laughs> well, not only that, but there's something else that's kind of missing. It's the audience. The audience yeah. saw it already. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to show the new audience this, they're going to be like this. Case in point, the, the, the possession storyline. Do you know how many people on social media, and I'm pretty sure you guys did, did see this, when even was brought up, people who currently watching days, not long-time viewers, I'm going to get to them in a minute, but Dave's fans was like, I'm gone. My favorite character and couple's not a part of this. I'm not going to watch this. This is some stupid stuff. This is not going to bring the ratings in. Days of Our Lives is going to be canceled. Good job. Da, 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 da. This is really dumb and stupid. Why they got to focus on John and Malena all the time? The longtime viewers who was there for the first one, they was like, I'm not going to watch it. Then there's some people who said, I'm going to watch it just so I can see what they're going to do. And that was that was my big thing is that okay, they're doing a storyline, but they're ushering and they're using the new generation. You gotta understand that they're using Chad and Abby. So see, that's what, I like what they're doing because it's like, oh look, no, we know we're redoing this, and that's right. why but we're doing it in a different way. Yeah. We got Ben and Sierra, which I thought was great. You know, you have you know EJ. Fine as a priest, amen. Um, but you know, you have I don't, I don't understand that mentality of I'm not gonna watch the show because my couple's not in it. Like oh my soap god, that's, that's become a new that's another thing with soaps is that if your show if the show does not feature your couple or character and it's like gone are the days where you had a you had a cast and you were shown them every single day, like mm-hmm. Everybody, like an umbrella story, like an umbrella storyline in a rotation. I just had a thought about the possession storyline. The devil wants Ben and Sierra's baby. Could you imagine if she has she gets pregnant and that baby like grows, like they make fun of soar, like soaring? And before we know it, we have this grown, I went we have this grown adult who is. What do you devil incarnated? What do you think will happen on days? Like, what do you think their arc is for this possession storyline? Is it gonna climax in November, or are they gonna take this through like May sweep? Oh, this is oh, this is going past New Year's December. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the devil will be possessing someone differently before too long. Okay. I need. Some, well, the I devil need likes to set the Christmas tree on fire. I heard that that's gonna happen again. Well, well, we gotta look at we gotta look at this too. Is that well, and if he's going after Ben and Sierra's baby, well, then it takes. Well, if I know in soap world it's different, but you have to at least have a few months like to make months. nine months, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, Mariah, Mariah on Young and the Russells was pregnant and gave birth after six months. Okay, so see, it, versus Maxie was for six months. For a year versus Maxie was pregnant for a year on General Hospital. Look, 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 look. 
But no, I mean, the thing is with Days of Our Lives, like I said, is in a different breed. It's a different breed of a show where, look, hey, people can alter their chain, you know. With the Devil Possession storyline, I do think it's going to go to February sweeps. Okay. Because well, I, need, I need some people dead. I also feel like they need to explain how the devil got into Doug. Because Mar he got into Marlena. I think they did, the though, didn't they? Oh, did they? So didn't they have an episode where they explained it or maybe or 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 maybe something? I something then. I thought I thought that that was explained oh. like when you know the the devil emoji. I'm sorry. As soon as I said that, I just went back to what I posted. Because if anybody's seen the devil's emoji, like you know the phone, does that? I'm gonna ask you guys and your audience. Does that emoji looks like a cross between Mr. T and <laughs> and Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy? That's funny. That's a pretty good synopsis. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'm like purple. Can I say the genie from Aladdin? No, I can't. I'm like, wait, this looks like. Wait, I said, wait, I know exactly who it looks like. But no, I think. <laughs> I think if they do the devil storyline, because it's testing couples, it's testing characters. Um, well, the reason I think he might possess Abigail too is to create that drama because he knows Abigail and EJ had a thing and EJ mm -hmm. wants to play John, yeah. I think. Yeah. So if he possesses Abigail, he can, you know, yeah. And, she's been, and this is not to say anything about mental health or anything, but she is mentally unbalanced where she can actually yeah. Just like Marlena, because a lot of people forget how sure. that even started was Stefano kept brainwashing, hypnotized, and she had a mental snap, meaning that it created a Why am I doing the whole thing? Like, okay, it created a like, the whole <laughs> she, was also, she was also torn up between the fairs and all the yes, fairs. That's and all why that. the devil got into her with Abby because of her mental, you know. I could see, look, like I said, I, when. When it was announced that Dan was coming over and they was going to do EJ, I said, I do need to see EJ and Abby. And I want to see how Dan and Marcy would work together. I saw it. I was like, hmm, interesting. The devil will try. Look, I'm just even, I'm going to hurt so many people's feelings when I say this, but I apologize. I know that Theo's coming back. Mm -hmm. Theo's coming. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do the math of that baby's consumption. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, well, if she's already pregnant, why would the devil want Ben to get with sleep with Sierra to get her pregnant? It could be okay. So if they're gonna do something, like because I feel as though something something is gonna be. Look, I'm thinking this is so fan, okay? Because I want the mess. See, I'm just thinking they're trying to do the Damien Rosemary baby kind well, of. Well, they're thing. trying to do that, but at the same time, I'm also wondering, like, I don't know how it would play, and that's why I said, like, you know, I, you know, as a self fan, I'm like, and it's nothing about sin or anything like that. It's just I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to see if they would insert Theo into the storyline, given the history of what happened the last time, because I'm still salty about how they did that. Um, but I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out like what what other mess they could get into i do like the fact that the devil the devil convinced ben to have sex with his wife okay but um 
I'm telling you, Molly. I'm like, like, okay, my therapist told me that. Like, all right. Like, even that, like, I, I remember I, I defended that story because people was like, oh, this is stupid. I said, there once upon a time was a TV show called Soap. And Soap did a storyline where the daughter and the priest, because the mom who was uh, on Everybody Loves Raymond, Doris Roberts, bless yourself, honey, she, she cursed them and the baby was possessed. So I was like, okay, Ronnie, crew, who was watching Soap? Wow, you refreshed my memory because I remember that, but I had forgotten about it until you just Yeah, Father Tim. Father Tim. And that was before that show was on. I've been pretty on game with my uh, predictions with days, haven't I? You have. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to say. Yeah, all I know is I I did (laughs) I did predict about the bait. I did say something about that devil in the bait because people that's where people was like really mad at me. Because I was like, because people was like, well, Candace, are you saying because Ben's mental? And I said, I didn't say anything about the, the mental health. I just said to create the drama. See, and I I'm think- hoping, I'm still hoping they'll say that the devil's been hopping around and for going- a little bit. And that's why Ben killed those people was because he was possessed at the time. I'm still thinking that because at this point, they just need to redeem him. They, and that would be the only way to think. Let, let me ask a, a controversial question here. Do you feel as though Days already redeemed him? I guess, but they keep bringing up the fact that he killed, you know, a lot of times after I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna say this I feel as though when you have a character like Ben, you do need to have that past come up, and you have to have people who don't like him. Because if you think about it, I mean, you know, they bring up the fact that um, Jack raped Kayla. Yeah, every once in a right. while. I mean, I remember when for some Sammy reason they don't like to bring up that EJ raped Sammy. Or they, had- you know, I'm sorry, what that what what happened? I'm sorry that that was not in the history books. Let me read it again. Hold on, EJ raped Sammy. Nope, doesn't say it on here. I'm sorry. Now EJ, I need EJ forced Sammy to have sex me, with him to save this. the man she loved. I'm there just gonna go. say this now, and you guys are my witness. Okay, Ron and crew at days, and yes, I'm calling you guys out. I need for that to come out. I need for Johnny, like the devil font, like the devil somehow, some way really reveals that secret to Johnny. It's like, do you I'm know surprised that, that that's not in Will's book or screenplay? I'm surprised this. If it's the Sammy Brady story originally, well, why is well, that not in there? I'm questioning if everybody knows that. Just like the uh, devil. Like nobody knew about the again. I'm gonna be honest. I I left and was like, okay, yeah. Who who would tell who would tell you guys like, oh, by the way, your grandma was possessed by the devil? That's well, a, maybe a, Sammy, when she comes back, will get possessed and she'll blurt it out. When is Sammy coming like back? In a fight with EJ and... Is there a forecast for when you think Allison will be back? On I know she's on her way back at some point. Christmas. She got to get off Christmas. that island, don't she? My only thing with the <laughs> EJ Sammy thing was Sammy was raped by Allen in the nineties. So that's and why Sammy like, raped Ooh. Austin. And, okay, maybe that's why she could just forgive EJ then. Oh yeah, see when it comes, that's what I keep saying. Like with Sammy, I, I forget about that. She did. They they tried to make you forget certain things. That's why. That's why I said, who has a good memory? So fans, we remember. Look, we may not remember. When you said that, I was like, oh wait, yeah, oh, she yeah. Didn't remember what happened yesterday, but I remember something from a soap opera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
I think that I think didn't Teresa drug Ethan on Passions as well? So maybe that was just a James Passions Riley. Was so off the wall. They probably all raped each other. Look, let's be real for a second. A character like Teresa from Passions, if we really think about it, now that we're all you know matured, right? Let's call it out for what it was. Teresa was a stalker. Yeah. The yeah. girl was was obsessed. I yes. think if she would have been played by anybody else, we wouldn't feel the same way. Um, no. Because I love the actress that played. Because when she came on Days, I loved her just as much as Adriana. Right. As I did as Teresa, just because I really liked the actress. Right. But I just think if you... But maybe it's because I wanted Brady and Teresa together, and I thought I was going to get that with <laughs> her coming to <laughs> Days. <laughs> I will say when 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 that happened, when Eric Matsoff and Lindsay, I was like, okay, it's like when you know when you see your favorite couple reunite on another soap, it's like, okay, writers, don't f this up, uh-huh. don't, don't do it. And you know, I always say that. I bet that's how fans were with Kayla and Patch on General Hospital. General Hospital. Didn't they try to do that with all my children with um yeah, Gus we, and Harley? Yeah, with Beth and Ricky. Yeah, and it didn't work. I, look, I I love Beth Ellis because you know, well, she's on forever and today. Oh, really? She is. I, I know. I, I just recently found that out. Man, she's on forever today. Man, I'm telling you, that's so. Woo! I I wonder where I can find that. Is it anywhere? Can I find I, it here? Can I find it I there? Joke, I joke with Tommy. I'm like, uh, forever today is kind of like the CBS. Type, comparing it to my soap is like a CBS soap. It's more grounded, has, <laughs> you know. Well, you you know what I'm saying. Like, I know it, what mine is more like uh, NBC, <laughs> a mix between that. No, I, mean, I always tell him because James cool. Riley raised him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like James Riley raised you. <laughs> oh my god! When you hear, when you listen to it, you'll be like, okay, yeah, it's a little. No, but you know what? Here, you know, again, going back to the whole thing, you know, 91 years ago, Erna Phillips felt the same way that you're feeling. You know, she, you know, she, here she was, a single mom, you know, and she's just writing and she's like, oh, let me just, and then she, of course, she had to pitch it to people and yeah. people probably was like this. What the heck is this? And you think about it. That Back yes, then, they only like five to fifteen minute episodes. Yeah, like, it was like really like, like dreams was fifteen minutes, I think. Yeah, right? it was fifteen minutes, and she had to put a lot into it so people could tune in the next day and the next day after that. And then think about this: she was doing radio episodes with television episodes, mm-hmm. like you know. And the thing is, you take a look at what Erna she taught Agnes and William. You take a look at what they did. Oh my God! What if we become the next level, Candace? It's like we're the next generation, honey. We are the well, next you, generation. You already are because you're on working on season three of Forever in a Day, which will be released soon. They have a Thanksgiving episode next. Yeah, month. November. Yeah, November twenty second is the Thanksgiving episode on JLGL Media. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, but you. Think I'm hardcore promoting someone else's soap, so that maybe in return she'll hardcore promote. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, look, look. Here's the one thing I will say about today, about National Soap Opera Day. And I do this all the time. And anybody, you know, again, follows me on social media. I rep for this genre. Me too. There's not a lot of things I will rep. I will go hardcore. I will defend. And it's not that I'm a... a, 
it's like this genre really helped me grow up. You know, it has been there, you know, for me growing up when my mom passed away, you know, it was there again, my prom, <laughs> my graduation, you know, me meeting the celebrities, you know, and yes, I still call them celebrities, you know, me meeting friends from across the country, around the world, going to events, promoting that, you know, sadly, we lost a lot of soaps. We did, but we really didn't lose them because we still see them on online. It's still in our hearts. We still see the same people on these other talking about them. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, and it went to, you know, people's passions to do podcasts. Yeah. You know, you know, I've done so party for eight years now. Like, that's crazy. You guys came out. Look, look at what you guys, accomplished. Look at what you guys yeah. have accomplished too. So that's why I said with the genre, you know, outsiders look at it as it's just a soap. But as an insider, you think about it, we went from radio, television to digital. Like it's now the digital soaps are now incorporated with the daytime Emmys. No, that's yeah. the like that's the crazy thing, right? Is that and you who know, knows they could incorporate yeah. podcast next because I've uh was she the second Carly Sarah, Sarah she played Sarah Brown. Yeah, she got a new podcast. They they have an she has an audio drama coming yeah. out or is out. It's out, yeah. It came out like last like Monday, last Monday. But no, I mean, and you think about it. You, we have new. We have a new soap channel. I know. I never thought I'd see the day. Which is huge. I mean, just seeing that word "soap" there, I was like, I mean, I was like Susan Lucci finally winning that Emmy. Right. I mean, all of us because you know, again, we stuck with. First and foremost, not everybody can stick with these shows. No, they're on. Long enough that again, it started out with our great grandparents, our grandparents, our moms and dads, us, aunts. You know, it's it's literally been through our the whole generation. And we, sometimes it's like that crazy aunt or uncle where you're like, right. oh God, they're then, here. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you, you said you took away. You was off for General Hospital for a while. Look, I took a hiatus from General Hospital. I've taken one from before. Turned, right. I took us. I think the only soap that I really didn't turn my back on. No, I did. I did for a minute, but I still didn't turn, like I didn't walk away from it. Like I didn't give it up, you know? And I always say this, if you did leave the show for like six months or a year, you can still come back on Monday and pick up and be like, oh my God, Victor Newman's still on this show because he is yeah. the young and the Wait, John and Molly still together. I remember when they was, yeah. I remember when John Black's hair was black. Like, you know, like, you know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I am so happy his hair is not black no more because I'm gonna I, be honest, him, I didn't realize I was attracted to older men until I started seeing older men with gray hair. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we, you about this too. We was, for some of us, for some of us, we can remember Sharon Case and Joshua Morrow's first day. Okay. Yeah. I want to see their early days so bad. Wait a minute. I can remember Sharon Case on As the World Turns. Me too! And, and look, I can actually remember when Christian LeBlanc was on there as Kirk. Okay? So I, I, remember, I, mean, I remember Sharon Case being like a minor character on 90210 in the first season for like two yeah. episodes. I totally forgot about this. Let me throw this one out. I thought this would like throw blow people's minds, but most people know this, but like Jason Big was on as the world turned. Yeah. American Pie. But did you know 
and I'm sure you know this, Aaron, but I'm still going to say it because I remember watching these episodes. James Vanderbeek was on. Yes. Bethany, yeah, uh, Joy, Bethany Joy uh, Lance was on Guiding Light. Okay. Yep. As two characters. She was the clone. She was a clone. Was a yep, because he liked her so much. But here's, here's another thing. I always say this. If you're a Star Wars fan, if you're a DC comic book fan, you owe the soaps a huge yeah. debt of gratitude because from Star Wars, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the recent person that just graduated, Christopher Sean, who's also Nightwing on DC Comics. Yeah. I, I got a problem because I'm that's my brother too. But you know, Mark Hamill, you, I mean, he started on General Hospital. Yep. You Billy D. Williams and James L. Jones both respectfully oh. on his well turns and gone light. Didn't George Lucas even say Star Wars is just a space soap opera? It's a space soap opera, yeah. I mean, so. you take a look at DC. There's a certain iconic character of DC Comics who represents red, white, and blue. And this character, the actor started on Love of Life. His name was Christopher Reeve. That's right. Oh wow! You know, and he if you if you watch an early interview when he when when Superman first came out, he talked about that. He was like, I was just a guy that was on a soap. I feel like a lot of the older soaps that started in like the 60s and maybe the 70s, like the patriarchs were like old school film actors. Mm -hmm. A lot of them transitioned from like even radio and then came on to television. Uh -huh. And when they came on to television, the soaps were live television. Most soaps didn't trend over to being taped until early to mid 70s. And yeah. the soaps were like, that's why when soaps were first on television, they were a 15 minute genre. Then yep. if they, were, they got to expand to a 30, some right. of them, believe it or not, before they went to an hour, they became a 45 minute show. Imagine yep. another world become an hour and a half. For like a year. Yeah, another, another yeah. world was 90 minutes for a little yeah. while. 90 minutes. I mean, you, you know, General Hospital was 45 minutes. One Life to Live was, you know, 1980s was when Young and the Russells first became like an uh, hour. Wow. Like the thing is, is that like Bowling the Beautiful. Now here's the thing. I don't want them to go ten hours. Well, here's the thing. You're not because William J. Bell said I can't do an hour. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do an hour. There I've you. also it's been good. like that's like candy. I watched the whole week in like under two hours. And if days, yeah. if days went back to being just like a twenty minute show, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, you you think about, and I say this. Too, you know, people want as well turns and gone like back. And I, look, I'm the biggest person that wants that. But I'm also re being real when I say this. If they was to say, "Hey, these soaps are coming back, but it's only going to be for 30 minutes," I'm going to be honest with you. I'm be like, "Thank you." I'm be like, "Just give me 30 minutes. I'm good. I'm I'll good. Take, I'll take 15." Shoot, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you know, just, just make sure, just make sure Luke and Noah's on there, right? But I mean, you think about it. Bold <laughs> is the last of their breed too, because of their half an hour. Mm -hmm. I mean, before mm -hmm. that, you had Port Charles, you had Ryan's Hope, you had the City, you had Love, you had Spider. Talk, talk about a show that more look. <laughs> And look, when we I say, love that show. Look, Did you watch for tomorrow? I remember that going from CBS to NBC. Okay, also. Look, I remember. Look, somebody reposted the promos of uh, search. Are you searching for something new? Search for tomorrow. 
Then there was the one. Also followed the search. Followed the search. <laughs> then there was the one that really came back out after the dig. There was a dig recently about Days of Our Lives. It was like the former writers of General Hospital would like for you to watch their new show, Days of Our Lives on NBC. And somebody <laughs> said that somebody should have did that for Ron and everything like that. When I say the promos, you know, are a big factor in National Soap Opera Day, I remember Clarence from CBS. I remember like, I do too. Jack Abbott is going on a search. What is he going to do next? Oh, I'm going to wrestle CBS. I remember, you know, ABC soap line. I'm not going to say that a nine-year-old Candace spent $40 on that, but we're going to assume that nine-year-old Candace did that and her allowance for the next three weeks was to pay that back. We're not going to say It's no difference than me and Tommy paying the money to travel to California in March. <laughs> to go to a Spectrum celebrity event to see, you know, so. I'm not going to, I I still can top that, though. Oh, I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not saying anything because I don't know who's all watching this. <laughs> but I'd like to clarify right now, it wasn't me. There you go. But no, um, no, but. Like I said, I just I'm just so happy that people are celebrating this. I mean, I do hope it's become official. You know what I mean? Um, well, then right now it's official. We made it official. There we go. Yeah. yeah. If we lived through four we years up, though, of it's been over two hours. Tommy's <laughs> <laughs> like this. He's like, look, we've been Tommy's talking about like, soap. It's got, uh, Tommy, it's National Soap Opera Day. Do you understand? You the gotta go cash here on, at midnight, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Hold up. We're continuing the celebration all year long. Thank you. Hey, well, in January is the celebration of when soap on like daytime for, on television. Today was for the soaps. January is for when they went to television. Yes, it it's gone like the anniversary. <laughs> oh, trust me. Oh, and we're definitely going to do something. You guys got to do something for the big, the big uh, thing because you know what happens next year, right? You well, know how, like, okay, so you know, General Hospital is now currently the longest running uh, soap, right? Yeah. Not yeah. the longest uh -huh. running drama. I want to clarify that. Gunlight still has that record, but General Hospital yeah. beat. Okay, come March or April of next year. Days of Our Lives will surpass As the World Turns. As the World Turns oh, now yeah. fourth longest running soap. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's a lot. When I say there's a lot going on with this genre, that I feel as though like sometimes when I say it, I'm just like, okay, Candace, you're too much of a geek about it. <laughs> Never, no. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's because I love this genre so much. <laughs> and then next year, we have to celebrate the milestones. That's right. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for coming yes, on. Thank you. Not a problem. And, thank uh, you. Uh, with us. <laughs> and follow and, uh, forever and a day on their social media. Yeah. Listen to them at any podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, follow us, like us. Yeah. Make sure you they follow. Like, seriously, like, oh, they're I'm, doing a lot of things. I'm sorry. It's past my bedtime. I'm normally in bed by now. My enthusiasm is leaving my body. 
<laughs> and I'm one of those yeah, college, no, whatever. Plus, next to Candace, I would never look like I'm very enthusiastic. That girl got some energy. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I'm trying to you guys, I'm talking about because it's a it's the soap operas. I mean, again, like I said, they've been with us through the good, the bad, the huh, moments. But one and thing they're more than some of my family. Right. And but here's the here's the bottom line. Even though the shows they provide entertainment for us, they also provided us with being friends. Because I would never met none of you guys without no. genre. Yes. So yes. well said. That's the great way to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys, Phillips.